Hi. Oh, you're on here. <laughs> so, today we're going to be recording a very special podcast. I have a very special guest today. My daughter Elizabeth. Say hello, Elizabeth. <laughs> hello. <laughs> That's good. <clears throat> so, this was inspired by uh, the fact that Elizabeth has forced me to listen to Taylor Swift for many years to the point where I've become a huge fan of Taylor Swift, five years probably, six years. So, and I was talking with a friend of mine, uh, Jim Carancio, and I was say- he was saying, he was asking me about songwriters who I, who I respect now. And actually, Taylor Swift is one of them. And so I have been inspired by her music. And I thought if we just sat around and talked about some of her songs and her lyrics, we might glean some insight. And it might just be fun to, to talk about, you know, just, I don't even know, just bullshit about it, I guess. So <clears throat> I don't even know what episode this is. Probably 79 so anyone listening to this can support the show by clicking the link in the description uh, for our Reverb.com affiliation. If you're a musician, you want to buy musical equipment, you click that link and you buy stuff there, any kind of music equipment you can imagine, and it we get paid a small commission uh, and it's no additional charge for you. So today... We're talking about a song by Taylor Swift called The One. The One. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to find out who actually wrote this. Hold on one second. Because it's not just her. And I feel like it's fair. Taylor Swift. It's um, on the album, which folklore? It is. Not really. Aaron Dessner and Taylor Swift. It was written by those two dudes. Well, one dude and one lady. So <clears throat> let's just jump right into the song and just bullshit about it. Okay. So the first lyric. I'm doing good. I'm on some new shit. <laughs> what do you think about that lyric? Uh, <laughs> it, it's a good first lyric, I guess. I don't know what to say about it. You know what's funny is that I did read um I did read a book about songwriting and it said you have to the first line it's important to have a first line that is impactful. Yeah. I feel like it's a good lyric because it's like, I'm doing, I'm doing good. I'm on some new shit. It's just very conversational, right? Yeah. And that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. It's just like, she, it's almost like she's talking to her, her audience. Like she's almost talking to her audience directly in a way. Yeah. You know, Justin words helps me a lot with that stuff. 
And so the next line is been saying yes instead of no. I like that. It correlates with the first line. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> it does correlate. I'm doing good. I'm on yes. some new shit. Been saying yes instead of no. I don't really have an opinion. I like it. Yeah. Well, it's positive. Yeah. You know? I don't know, like, what music is for, but I feel like it's for communicating emotions. Yeah. I don't know what the emotion is here. I think it's just, like, empowerment, you know? Yeah. Because she's, like, she's just saying, like, I'm on some new, I'm doing good, I'm on some new shit. And that's a colloquial, you know, like, that's, like, a very... I don't even know. Like, I'm on. It's a. It's kind of like a modern term, like a, a turn of phrase, right? Yeah. I'm doing good. I'm on some new shit. And saying yes instead of no, <clears throat> that's like uh, people. There's a whole big thing nowadays about saying yes. And there was even a book about saying no, like turning things down. So I think like in a way like she's tapped into culture because she's reflective upon culture when she says stuff like this because I feel like this is a theme in people's lives now. Like people are so busy all the time that people glorify now saying no and protecting you know you're like saying no to protect your own time and your own you know, like taking care of yourself. But she's saying like, oh, now I'm saying yes again. Yeah. Th- so then she goes, I thought I saw you at the bus stop. I didn't though. I like that line. Yeah. You know, like in a way it like puts you in a place, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. What do you picture? I picture like her driving in the car or something, driving by a bus stop. I don't know. I kind of picture her just like maybe like walking by. Yeah. Or maybe like just like walking around. I don't know. Yeah, but maybe it like does... walking like from across the street, kind of. But I don't think she can do that in public. <laughs> she's not allowed to walk around outside because she's too famous. <laughs> yeah, I still don't think she can do that. So it's kind of unrealistic. But. Right, but the, I think the point is that it puts you into like like a it puts you into a like a place right because it's like you know i thought i saw you at the bus stop and it's like immediately you start thinking the first two lines i'm doing good i'm on some new shit been saying yes instead of no there's no it's just a feeling but there's no imagery at all but when she says i thought i saw you at the bus stop boom like all of a sudden you're picturing something I feel like, well, then she goes on. She says, I hit the ground running each night. I hit the Sunday matinee. You know, the greatest films of all time were never made. I like that part. I feel like, first thing is, I feel like this first verse is a little bit disjointed. You know, and I hate to be too critical because I think she's a great songwriter, but I feel like this is bouncing around too much. She's... She's saying like, oh, I'm doing good. I'm on some new shit. She's on this like positivity. She has a new vibe in her life. 
She recalls, I thought I saw you at the bus stop. I didn't though. That's fair. Because she's saying like, you know, I'm on some new shit because she's getting over somebody in a way. Like, or she's like, somebody's left her life. But, but now she's turning this corner. She's on a new vibe. Yeah. So I guess, but then she says, I hit the ground running each night. I hit the Sunday matinee. I really like that part because it kind of feels like she's like, it brings like the, I don't know how to say it. I like the emotion change. The change. <clears throat> it definitely feels like a change to me. But I guess it's, it's keeping with the positivity. I hit the ground running each night. And when somebody hits a Sunday matinee, to me, that's like matinee are like sort of like carefree. They're just like people don't, I don't even know. Like you have to be in a certain vibe to go to a Sunday matinee. <laughs> you know, when have you gone to a Sunday matinee? I don't think I have ever. Yeah. And then she goes, you know, the greatest films of all time. Were never made. I like that line a lot. I like that line a lot. I, I like feel like that whole verse. You like the first verse? Yeah. I feel like the, the greatest films of all time were never made. It's almost like that's something, this is the vibe I'm getting. That's something that the other person that she's trying to forget would have said. Do you get that vibe? Or you get a different vibe from that? Yeah, I like that point of view. I never thought about that, but I do like that. I get that. Well, I don't know. Hit the, well, you know, it's like, I still feel like I hit the ground running each night. It reflect it. It's reflective of the doing good, and on being on some new shit. But it still comes out of nowhere in a way. But the Sunday matinee is definitely a vibe. Yeah. Okay. So the pre-chorus. I guess you never know. You never know. And if you wanted me, you really should have showed. And if you never bleed, you're never going to grow. And it's all right now. I like that line. I guess you never know, you never know. And if you wanted me, you really should have showed, which is not good English, but it's good lyric writing. Because it's shown, right? And if you never bleed, you're never going to grow. And it's all right now. I really like the beginning of the song. Because each, it's almost like she's talking to herself in a way. Kind of like reassuring herself in a way. Mm-hmm. In that part. I sort of get that vibe too. It's an effort. It's an affirmation. I've always wanted to write a song that was affirmations because you got to figure, I actually read this funny quote. It said, if you, did I send you this meme? It's, and it might've been a quote from a famous person, but it was like, if you knew how powerful your words were, mm-hmm. you would never say a negative thing to yourself. No, wait. Wasn't it... Wasn't it your thoughts? That wasn't my thought. That was somebody else posted that. No, wasn't oh. it? Oh, if you, if you knew how powerful your thoughts were, you'd never think a negative thing about yourself. So then I was getting to this idea, like, if you're singing these songs, would, why don't you write songs that... Why don't you like reverse engineer your songs to put positive things into your mind? Yeah. You know, like you write a song full of affirmations and it's all affirmations. 
Um, so if you wanted me, you really should have showed. And if you, and if you never bleed, you're never going to grow. And it's all right now. I don't know. Ooh. These, I like this song a lot. But you know what's great about this song? It's so simple. Yeah. It's just two chords, which I know you don't know music theory, but it's just back and forth between two chords. Even though I'm really going to put me down like that. I'm not putting you down. You just don't happen to know. But that's it's I'm just saying, like, there's something kind of simple about the song. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's also the music is simple. Yeah. Um, But I find these lyrics, they're they're not so deep. Yeah. In a way. Right. They're just. Everything kind of has like a main theme in a way. Yeah. yeah. I think the aff- the affirmative tone of it is kind of a theme to me. Yeah. It's really simple, but I feel like it also has like the meaning is like very prominent, I guess. Yeah. But it's so simple. It kind of feels like a diary entry in a way. She's just like telling a story with this song. Yeah. I actually, I agree. Cause you know what I was just thinking as you were saying that was basically like, this is such a conversational song. Like the next, it's like the next chorus is, but we were actually, it is the chorus, but we were something, don't you think so? It's like, that's not a lyric. It's just like somebody talking, you know? Um, roaring 20s tossing pennies in the pool and if my wishes came true it would have been you so like I think this is she thinks that this person was the one right otherwise she wouldn't have called the song the one mm-hmm. and I feel like she's sort of like I don't even know maybe it's sort of it's bittersweet it's not such a it's not like this pining song where it's really like it's kind of happy in a way like she's moved on it's not like such a sad song so it's an interesting sort of vibe for this type of song yeah um so she goes but we were something don't you think so roaring 20s tossing pennies in the pool and if my wishes came true it would have been you Well, that's, yeah. And you know, what's kind of cool is that, that it's just like, there's something fun about lyric writing because she says tossing pennies in the pool and it's, you're making a wish, right? Because people taught, they toss pennies in the pool to make the wish. And then she says, and if my wishes came true and it harkens, she's talking about roaring twenties, which is, she's hearkening back to her twenties when she was younger and she must have had some like affair with some, you know, love affair with some person. I don't know who it was, but, mm-hmm. you know. And then she says, in my defense, I have none for never w- leaving well enough alone. But it would have been fun if you would have been the one. I actually kind of like this lyric almost the yeah. best. In my defense, I have none for never leaving well enough alone. You know what's interesting about it? In my defense, I have none for never leaving well enough alone. And it would have been fun if you would have been the one. Alone doesn't technically rhyme. 
but she sort of squeezes it in there. But it is none, alone, and the one are all sort of rhymes. I don't have anything deep, yeah. very deep to say about that. I feel Maybe like this... either. the chorus is not very. I feel like with some of her songs, the chorus is really deep and it really has like a lot of meaning. But this chorus just doesn't like reach out to me as much as the other ones. I love the songs. I do. I love the song. I I don't think this is the, the weird thing about writing songs is that sometimes the best songs are simple. And they don't have to be so deep. And that's actually some, that's like the hardest part of it sometimes is writing a song that is simple and good and not overthinking it. Because sometimes, a lot of times you're, you know, you want to prove how smart you are, Mm -hmm. you know, and you try to write something complicated. And when you would have been just so much better off just doing like, you know, writing something super simple. So next verse, I had this dream we're doing cool shit. Having, I have this dream. Oh no, I'm sorry. I had this dream you're doing cool shit. Having adventures on your own. You meet some woman on the internet and take her home. We never painted by the numbers, baby, but we were making it count. You know the greatest loves of all time are over now. So this is like, there's definitely some like stuff that's, Oh, because I'm doing good. I'm on some new shit. I had a, this dream you're doing cool shit. Wow, what a mind. <laughs> what a groundbreaking discovery. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just pointing it out. So she's been saying yes instead of no. But he's having adventures on his own. I'm assuming it's a man. We know that she's dated men. You meet some woman on the internet and take her home. So this is just her like musing about, you know, what this, what her ex is doing right now. We never painted by the numbers, but we're making it count. That's just a little clever line because painting by the numbers and counting, you count numbers. Mm -hmm. And it's a double meaning, but it's nothing groundbreaking. You know, the greatest loves of all time are over now. I like that one. Yeah, me too. Because the, the, the correlating line is, you know, the greatest films of all time were never made. And the greatest loves of all time are over now. I feel like this is one of those songs that's just like, it's very simple and conversational. And I think that's kind of like what she was going for in a way that's that's the beauty of it in a way because it's like you kind of feel like if she was acting too you know fancy basically she she might be she might alienate her fans in a way you know all art would be like that you know it's like somebody talks too fancy and then you're like what is this person even talking about you know mm-hmm. but this is great because she just knows just like the right tone to strike where she communicates ideas. I do say this, it's surprising me how the lyrics are a little bit like combobulated, you know, like there's the flow isn't as good as I thought it was going to be for some reason. 
I guess you never know, never know. And it's another day of waking up alone. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it just, you know, it's like you never know. Like she, she thought she had like the love of her life, but you never know, you know? Yeah. And then it repeats. We were something, don't you think so? Roaring 20s, tossing pennies, and my wishes came true. It would have been you. In my defense, I have none. For never leaving well enough alone. But it would have been fun if you would have been the one. Oh, oh. And so the bridge. Taylor's famous bridges. I love this bridge. You do? I, I do like this bridge. I love the folklore bridges. All the folklore bridges are really good, actually. Almost all of our bridges are great. Are you looking at the lyrics on your on your iPad right now? Do you see how, like, what's shi- striking me is looking at the lyrics. The bridge has doesn't have many lyrics at all. It's just, it I I persist and resist the it's temptation. It's only one line. To... Yeah, it's written out in three lines, but it's like you can make a case yeah. that it's basically just like a line or two. Yeah. I, I, I persist and resist the temptation to ask you if one thing had been different, would everything be different today? Yeah, I really like that part. I persist and resist the temptation to ask you if one thing had been different, would everything be different today? And then it goes on. I I like the bridge too. Yeah. And then it goes, oh, so, and then the final chorus. We were something, don't you think so? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, this one's different. It's different. We were something, don't you think so? Rosé flowing with your chosen family. And it would have been sweet if it could have been me. In my defense, I have none for digging up the grave another time. But it would have been fun if you would have been the one. I like this. This is like... I feel like the song is like her just like having a conversation, like arguing with herself. Yeah, it's definitely about, like, like music. Yeah, this is her internal dialogue. This is totally a diary entry. Mm-hmm. Don't you? Th- I mean, this is totally a diary entry. Well, she just put her diary out, and, and millions of people are just you know seeing it. Yeah, this really feels like something Taylor would do, like sitting in bed like at midnight. Uh huh. Just like thinking about all of like her ex-boyfriends from like 10 years ago just like should I <sighs> why did I leave him so th- there's one funny thing about I actually do I like this chorus a lot so I do want to go just like read the lyrics again one time but mm-hmm. one thing I do get this impression from Taylor is that she does brood and pine a lot I don't think you can be as productive as she is as an artist without being like so so obsessive about something don't you think because she's come up with all these songs and all these ideas she is i mean this is one thing like a thing for me like as i reflect on my own artistry i can barely write like a paragraph (laughs) having to do with like a book with like a 500 page book yeah i can barely like write a summary yeah the the trick of writing i think is actually and maybe this is the lesson from this song is like 
having it be in your own voice because then it's just like talking you say like oh you you just said oh i can barely write a paragraph but you can talk and i've heard you talk at length about lots of things (laughs) right so it's like if you just talked to text and then edited that it'd be like 800 pages i'd be writing 800 (laughs) pages a day basically so maybe the trick i just talk so much i even talk in my sleep that's true. So you have to keep your, you actually have to keep your, um, you have to keep your like talk to text thing going all yeah. night long. Yeah. Just, just so in case miss. I start talking about oranges, just in case I t- start talking about orange juice with lemonade again. Just in case you, yeah, just in case some genius case. poetry comes out, flowing out in the middle of the night. Yeah. Just okay, so let's I start reciting. Let's read this chorus one more time because I I really like this chorus and you know this is the the great thing about this song is that it starts so simple, but I feel like there's some there's definitely some beauty in what she wrote here especially mm-hmm. because of the just the poetry of the lines. Um, we were something, don't you think so? Rose flowing with your chosen family is like. I just like the way that sort of rolls, flowing with your chosen family, like it's like the O's. There's just something like the O sound is luxurious in a way. So, you know, the rosé flowing. And I can't actually, now that I said it out loud again, I can't help but think like maybe there's a little bit of a dig there because who drinks rosé? <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, but, but having a nod to, wrote like a food rosé and then the next line is it would have been sweet Uh is like to me i think that's on purpose is rosé sweet at all i wouldn't know i'm underage yeah well i think it is a little sweet it's as wines go it's sweet for sure Mm. and it would have been sweet if it could have been me in my defense i have none for digging up the grave and over time for and i like this part in my defense i have none Oh, wait a minute. But you know what's great? In my defense, I have none. It's fine line. But when she says I have none, none is a quantifier. And the song's called The One. So to me, I think there is something kind of a little bit clever in there that she's that there is like a correlation between the song being The One and her having none. Even though what she has is no defense, she's she's still like leaning into the quantifiers. In my defense, I have none for digging up the grave in other times. This is like this is why I get this idea that she sits around like pining over people and you know obsessing over things for long periods of time because she's telling you she's digging up the grave another time, you know, so she she's saying like oh yes i do this and then the song ends but it would have been fun if you could have been the one all right guess what that's the end of a show any closing statements you like to make um i don't know (laughs) the song is very slow i think the song is great so what i'm gonna do now my next task is I'm going to take inspiration from her song and write my own song. So that's my job. 
Thanks for being on the show. Well, Until next time. You're very welcome. <laughs> All right. I'll see you in two minutes. Not even two minutes. Later. Okay. Goodbye. Bye.